Hello folks and welcome to Best of Belfast, the podcast where we sit down with local Northern Irish legends. It's an opportunity for you to learn more about your local area, to have a nosy and see what other people are up to, and most importantly, to learn from the experiences of some of our wee country's most inspirational people. On today's show, we are joined by Rebecca and John Johansson, the absolute power couple behind Lines and Current. Lines and Current is a jewellery company, but not like one you've seen before. If you follow them on Instagram or have seen their website, you know that their aesthetic, the way they look, their imagery, their whole vibe is not only absolutely stunning, but it goes beyond so much more than just jewellery. They take a real intentional and minimalist approach to everything that they do and in just a few years have built something really incredible. What I find even more interesting than their jewellery though is actually their story, how they met They are an international couple, John from Canada, Rebecca from Northern Ireland, and they took the plunge to set up their own company and now work side by side. So, ladies and gentlemen, sit back, relax, get yourself a cup of tea if you're near the kettle, and welcome to your ears, John and Rebecca Johansson. I could never give up cheese. I could even give up milk. I could give up everything, but I couldn't do the cheese. It's the cheese, man. That's harder than the animals. I think so. So, tell us a bit about the space that we're in. Well, this is uh, the Lens and Current studio and we got it in spring and it's just been amazing because we get to leave our homes and put on clothes and come <laughs> to work. We don't wear clothes at home. <laughs> I suppose to the nudist uh, mentality that we've been operating on before. So are you ready to get started? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Ready to rock? Let's do it. John, Rebecca, welcome. Thank you very much for having me here. Really appreciate it. Thank Thanks for you. having this us. Great. I love having duos on the show because it's always like, especially for their married, because it's like, who talks first? And then there's always that eye contact and it's like, is it me? Uh, 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 uh. But we're going to get through it. It's going to be great. Uh, we always like to start off with a bit of a silly question. And that is really simply, if you were to walk into an elevator and big Liam Neeson was standing there, how would you introduce yourself? What would that elevator ride look like? Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go first. Um, I'm Rebecca Johansson and... Um, along with my husband John we run Lines and Current which is an online minimal jewellery and accessories brand and we started four years ago and we get all of our sales online and we post them out into the UK, Ireland and the rest of the world um, from our studio here in Belfast. Um, Rebecca probably if people have heard of it before would recognize Rebecca because she's very much kind of the front end and on social media a lot and uh, we sell uh, sterling silver jewelry and other accessories like hats and sunglasses and uh, yeah so Rebecca if you want to maybe tell even a bit more (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah it's been it's been a really um, interesting journey because we didn't start out thinking that we were going to end up here Um, we started off with one product called the Hedda and it was actually an unused baby name and uh, since then, we've actually had a baby, a real life baby that we didn't think was on the cards. <laughs> and so um, life has just got very busy in the last four years. And so we went from that one product to um, now having, well, well over 20, 25 products wow. in our shop. Our um, biggest selling piece of jewelry is called the Elska, which is a Nordic name, which means to love. And it's an infinity necklace. So there's two interlocked circles. And so this has just worked. It's like your you and me necklace. It's your sister and sister charm or whatever. It just seems to work. And people like to get their teeth stuck into something that they can understand. So and we don't like to like 
bring too many designs in because as John said, we're a minimal brand and we don't like to give too much option because it's just part of our aesthetic to keep it quite um, trimmed down. Yeah, so. Yeah, and so Hedda, it was like a beanie, right? Yeah. And what what does Hedda mean? I'm sure you know because it was a potential baby name. Um, It's a Nordic name and, oh gosh, I, I don't actually know the, the No meaning. worries at all. No. It just sounds sweet. Yeah, it was, it was the baby name was Hedda with the D and then whenever it was um for some reason we switched it to TT Heta. <laughs> um but yeah it's it kind of fell then quite um naturally because we did choose that name as a baby name for our first product um to then name all of our products which has become um a technique that we've used in our marketing storytelling wow. give something a name and a tail name and a tale to tell so I mean there was there was a bit of intention there at the start but there was honestly quite a bit of kind of it just happened sure yeah and it's worked really well for us so that's a big part of our story the storytelling technique and um yeah we started off just selling on Facebook um uh said that the first product we had was the Hedda and uh, Rebecca was trying to work out how do we sell this, and um, we started out just with by a PayPal button on Facebook. Oh, badly. And this was early days. Well, it was only f- four years ago, but a lot has changed in four years. And um, you know, it was just a basic PayPal button on um, Facebook, and uh, it kind of evolved from that. And that's kind of like one of the things we often say is that it's just kind of been an evolution of things for us because. We started out selling online about six years ago, and we started out import, uh, importing home and kitchen products and selling on Amazon through Europe, and we did actually really well with that. And um, this was alongside of, um, I was also doing property management, and so Rebecca and I then were working on the side, kind of a side hustle of doing the the online selling. And uh, that went really well for us. But then Rebecca thought, well, I kind of want to explore other options as well, something I'm passionate about because it was more functionality with the home and kitchen products. But we were kind of experimenting online and seeing how we can market things and use Amazon because, you know, a few years ago, it was a real gold rush. Well, still is to an extent, but for what we were doing. And um, but we just wanted to build our own brand and kind of do something that, you know, um, that was more kind of, well, didn't have the the products that we sold have had a lifespan yeah so once they were once they were done they were done and at least with our own brand it has it has longevity and we're building something that we are kind of pouring a wee bit of ourselves in into that's awesome and so kind of before we jump into the origin story of lines and currents you you talked about it a good wee bit there line and current sorry uh, what about like your own story? Like how on earth did you two meet? Mm. Because as the listeners are hearing, there's two very different accents over these airwaves. <laughs> well, right glad, glad you picked up on my accent because quite often people say, oh, I don't even notice your accent anymore because <laughs> I've been here for 50, 15 years, I think. Is it 15 I think years? it's 16. 16 years now. Wow. And uh, so I kind of have like a transatlantic a- accent. Um, but we met uh, in Canada on a year out. Um, and... Uh, yeah, so we met at, and we were dating probably for about a year, um, long distance. And uh, then I ended up moving here, trying trying it Good out. Good man. <laughs> now, this is back in like 2002. 
and we were pretty young and it was about a year me living here and with uh within the year we got engaged and then got married so um yeah and we got married very young <laughs> yeah we got married very young so <laughs> like how young like put a number on um, here <laughs> we were 21. 21 both of us were 21 great and i was 21 when i got married were you yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness the 21 club so how many years yeah. is that now then only two i'm 23 i'm okay. a young guy <laughs> oh yeah you don't hear of it as much now and it is very young but um yeah sure it's great we're still together yeah um yeah so that was actually one of the things with um again going back to the how it kind of evolved what we were doing is that we always wanted a business that um had flexibility because I was doing property management and although there was flexibility, like properties obviously pretty like in place and you can't really yeah. <laughs> move those around with you. But um, uh, so basically um, this was an opportunity doing this stuff online was like we could be anywhere really and do it. So that's why we were like, this was uh, this was um, exciting to us because it means that we could be in Canada for a month or we could be here. You know, it doesn't matter. You know, we could um, work from wherever. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. And so how did it you actually come to then setting up a jewelry company then? Oh, we just fe- we fell into accessories. It's not that it's it's not it's completely foreign, but um first of all, our first product being the Heda, which the, which was that multifunctional beanie, that was a great idea just for the simple practical reason of you can post a hat quite cheaply because it fits through a letterbox an accessory isn't likely to be returned because it's an accessory and doesn't have loads of different sizes love it yeah so um there was those practical aspects that meant for starting off we we wanted to start off with accessories um and then using those principles we moved into jewelry and i loved jewelry design it was it was like it was quite easy for me to design it wasn't something that i had to think really hard about it felt i felt very natural in that space so because that kind of aligned and then um and then we developed really good a really good system for making that happen and kind of one thing has led to the next and here we are Cool. And from like the design perspective, did you have any previous experience in there? Like, are you a good drawer? Are you, did you come graphic design or was it just completely something new for you? Yeah, no, I've been, I've been a quite a creative all of my life. And back in school, you know, I did A-level art and I did really well and I really enjoyed it. And I thought that I would pursue that path. And I did have my place at Belfast Art College. And in the end, I went to Canada, which then meant that I met John and we came back here and I and I did kind of reroute a little bit um, my background then was in um, I have well I have po- up to postgrad in um, theology and art so I did a dissertation on the use of the arts in communication and spirituality which in many ways is what I'm doing now it's just wrapped up differently and um I really like that, you know, being able to communicate, tell a story using arts or jewelry or accessories or fashion or whatever it is to um, tell a message. It's awesome. And the name Lines and Current, what is that all about? Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll go let for Rebecca this. handle this one because well, she came up with it. I mean, you need to choose something whenever you're um, starting off. And it felt like, it felt like, it wasn't a one 
100% perfect name because, well, I'll explain why. But first of all, lines refers to the minimal simplicity in the brand, just straight up, straight down lines. I was also doing a little bit of like lettering back in the day which I have not done since. It's completely <laughs> fallen away. Cool. Um, but yeah, anyway, so lines refers to that simplicity and then current is the outward flow in the in the brand and in our business. We've given at least 10% to charity since the start. And um, yeah, that refers to that more like bohemian, everything can't always be simple, like our lives certainly aren't decluttered and clean and um you know really straightforward it's that kind of more yeah more um unpredictable unpredictable side of our life and this brand I guess and that's kind of the more generous the giving and um <clears throat> the reason why I felt like we took a bit of a risk using this name is because current can all that word current can also reflect what's current, what's on trend in fashion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, some people are sometimes. And it's quite not really that. that. Yeah, we're more of a slow fashion advocates. Mm. So um but yeah, it seems to have worked and you know, we also use the term L and C quite a bit as well. L and C. L and C, yeah. L and C. Yeah. yeah cool. So we've worked our way naturally, we've flowed our way naturally under a topic that I actually really wanted to talk to you guys about. And sitting in here, I feel like I couldn't avoid it. And that is the whole concept of minimalism. So you, you know, when you introduced the brand, you said we're a minimal brand. Uh, Rebecca, you also said minimal, minimal. And I just wonder what role or what kind of influence minimalism as a big, wide concept has had on your brand and the way you do your business or maybe even the way you live your life. Yeah. It's very esoteric, but there it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, should I take it? Because, well, or you know you go for it. Yeah, no, like I think maybe people think, well, if we're, we're claiming to be minimalists, we're definitely not in the sense that we're not strict. Like you come into our house and you wouldn't think necessarily that we're minimal because <laughs> um, just generally our lives are so hectic just with kids and being self-employed. But it's kind of just more even adopting the concept in itself and trying to, I don't know, for lack of better words, kind of like a, a mantra, but, you know, definitely with the business more than anything, you know, we try to keep it, you know, somewhat minimal in terms of not too many products, you know, too much choice. Um, you know, even just the way we run the business, like it's so easy online to get caught up with so many ideas. I'm sure you would even know yourself, like, and you can even just get, paralysis um, of analysis but it's just kind of sticking to the things that work and you know so it's that kind of concepts of you know keeping it simple and you know minimal and um, I think it helps a lot especially these days you know with so much going on yeah great yeah it's it's kind of like the aspirational because we've got three kids did we mention that <laughs> and our lives are quite are quite busy and full and back four years ago, there was a lot of other stuff going on in our lives. And it was aspirational. We were, we were, I was, I personally was looking to escape in many ways from those things by, I just craved space and white space. And, um, you know, Scandinavian, the Scandinavian aesthetic has been quite strong hasn't it for like probably up to a decade and and there was all of those things going on and it felt like it from 
um, maybe even a branding point of view, those things were in the air and people were decluttering and going through all of their clothes and the idea of capsule wardrobe was just on the brink of starting. And now it's like everyone pretty much knows that term, but there were all these little seeds and we kind of, I personally being just like a product of life and nothing special, but just being like everyone else caught them and kind of rolled them into this this brand and they've kind of steered us and I think that perhaps we might evolve into perhaps not being always minimal always like I like some maximal designs it's not like it has to be uh, minimal if things do evolve but it's just been where we've been at for the last four years yeah and your aesthetic is such a big part of your brand like i was talking to jackie my wife and it's just like who are you interviewing today as i'm interviewing lance Kern. she goes i follow them on facebook <laughs> i was like really interesting yeah cool and even if whenever we go on your website you know it's very very clean and it is uh, i love how you explained it it put into words kind of how i felt of just kind of like my mind just went ah <laughs> it's just that white space and yeah. it's that uncluttered kind of approach is just so nice uh we talked like very very briefly kind of before we started recording about the digital world and about social media and all that sort of stuff and before i kind of ask a question about maybe like digital decluttering i would love just to know what your approach is to the online side of your business because like you said john you're you're an online business you know you're kind of e-commerce and i think i could be completely wrong whenever i look at your guys you guys on instagram and look at you guys online that the social side of your business is quite important and so would you want to just maybe open-ended talk about the the online side yeah it's um really important to us and um we recognize that probably instagram would be our number one um contributor in terms of like traffic to your website and things like that um and rebecca spends um majority of her time obviously people would again if they know the brand they would recognize rebecca she knows she's doing a lot of the instagram stories obviously um uh, you know photos and stuff and um, it definitely is really important to us. And it's great because businesses, I don't know, five, 10 years ago, um, just wouldn't have these opportunities if it wasn't for social media. So it's really important for us uh, or to us. But it's also kind of like um, a mixed bag or a double-edged sword because, you know, a lot of people talk about it as well. And we talked about it before, like, you know, social media could be draining. And, you know, um, so it's kind of a funny one where it works really well with us and people love it. But then there's obviously the bad sides to it as well. So it's kind of unknowing what's the balance or where do you strike, you know, we th- this thing's really working for us, but sometimes it's a real thorn in people's side. So we don't want to poke that in them or, or, or <laughs> you know, we only want to be try to be encouraging and, and in terms of what we put out. We don't want people to, you know, feel bad about themselves or feel like they have to buy it. But at the same time, it's it's quite often, hopefully, you know, if it brings value, you know, or, or the jewelry they like or even following Rebecca and the story behind that, hopefully that resonates with people. Yeah, I think we all like as social media users, we do have a certain level of responsibility because then and there we are kind of our own we curate our own feeds, you know? And so yeah. it, it can be a really positive thing where actually if I am craving that kind of minimal, I'm craving that escape, you talked about like that escape, well then actually I can follow people like Lines and Current and kind of experience that optimized curation of my <laughs> feed and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, it, I do believe it can be uh, used for like immense good. Why did you guys, th- or maybe you 
did consider. But from my perspective, did you guys ever kind of go down the, you know, if, if I'm in Northern Ireland and I'm a creator slash maker, the kind of gut instinct is, well, I'm going to go to St. George's Market and start there and get a stall. Is there any reason why you guys... Did you do that, first of all, before I shoot myself in the food? No. no? Okay. So <laughs> now that that's out of the way, uh, like, why did you decide to not go down that road? Well, mostly because um, we didn't have the energy to... Or the time. Or the time. Well, and because our, just what John says, online sales were working for us and we offer free shipping with that. And people were very kindly purchasing that way it don't get me wrong like we did do markets in the first two years and we we just didn't do st george's but we did like our our daughters and my nieces would come and stand with me and we would do um the markets uh every every few months maybe every month there was one and that was good um yeah but we didn't when you know something that's working just it's a good idea to to make that as good as possible and refine that process. Yeah. And also, we're we've done two pop is it two pop up shops yeah. we've done so far. So we've done it in here in the studio, and we intend to do more um, in, coming in December, which is great. And that's one of the things with Rebecca; she really wanted to meet her customers more face to face. So I think that's really been good for really enjoyed her that. Yeah. that she could, you know, be able to, it's not just the online kind of the one-sided thing. Well, I guess there's back and forth, but obviously you don't meet them face-to-face. And um, it's a great opportunity for, for Rebecca to meet people and things like that, um, which is which is great. Yeah. Cool. And you guys use Shopify for mm-hmm. your website? And any experience in programming or web design or anything like that nope none whatsoever so you just bootstrapped <laughs> so, yeah yeah and that's the that's kind of again that's another thing that we've done is like you know it's kind of um we've kind of just taken the lean startup approach i don't know if you've heard of that but it's essentially just you know instead of trying to make perfection before you start we're just kind of going making a start and then just evolving and changing things as you go and with shopify um uh i've I've always done the kind of the, we, they obviously have their own template and then we just kind of base slapped up a website to start off with whenever we started using that Facebook, um, uh, you know, for the header, then we went on to Shopify and literally just, you know, use their template. It was one of their free templates and, um, have been using that for a couple of years. And it was only this year that we changed over and did like, we paid for one of their templates, which wasn't a huge cost. And again, um, we just did that ourselves and we really toyed with the idea of getting a designer and probably will in, in the future. But it's sometimes hard because you could spend a lot of money and not necessarily get what you want. Um, whereas with and with Shopify, you know, a lot of it's kind of done for you anyway. Um, but it's it definitely is um, Shopify has been really great for us because it's been able to allow us to adapt and like, you know, have the right um, things set up quite easily and things like that. Yeah. And is there any part of your business that you have to outsource? Like something where you say, I cannot do this. We need help. Mm. We need to, you know, kind of contract this out to someone else. It's a good question. Probably, definitely there's stuff. I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. Like for one thing, uh, with Joe, we have an employee that helps us with processing orders. So she does customer service. And like we couldn't do what we do without her because 
again, we've only so much, so much time with our kids and stuff and we're not workaholics, but we enjoy working. So, you know, it's important to be able to have that help so that we're not having to work 24 seven and Joe who helps us out. Like it's, it's great to have her because she's really good with the customer service, really meticulous with the orders and, um, sometimes something yeah, that we're not amazing. so good at, yeah. um, yeah. you know, cause we're maybe not as much into the detail stuff yeah. and, Sometimes, and if we take over the orders, we're making mistakes left, right, and center. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was the first thing that had to be outsourced with the business. And it was sad because with each order, we write a personal note and everything. So I was losing that one-to-one connection with customers whenever we find Joe. But it had, I had to, I had to let that part go just so that our business could expand. And it's been unbelievable how much just letting someone else do that part of the business it has just really helped to f- helped us to be able to put our energy into other aspects which has been like really wonderful to see and a, a question for each of you separately what is the most what's your favorite part of the business um, like here's an example for me my favorite part of doing the podcast is this bit uh-huh. my least favorite part is the editing oh, if yeah, that makes sense yeah. <laughs> it has to be done because yeah. you know but that's kind of where I stand. Um, well, from the creative point of view, I actually really like editing photos. Um, I really do enjoy that. And I have, for the most part, been the model in the photos. Um, and that's because of our lean startup approach to this business <laughs> and not because it's something that I've really, really wanted to do. Although I like the fact that our brand does represent the average person and I'm not a model but I'm in the photos so I do I am kind of proud of that aspect um but I have really enjoyed recently taking photos um recently I had a local model come in here um she's actually um a local customer and she just happens to be um, a model and so she came and we got some really nice very normal photos in this space and I really enjoyed that and then the other thing that I really enjoy about the business is the storytelling and writing and make writing like I put a blog post up yesterday and just I really enjoy that process of things yeah it's um for me it's kind of interesting because um I have been helping on the back end of the business for the last couple years and it's only recently that I'm starting to come on um uh, more full-time but I always wondered, you know, is there a place for me in a jewelry and accessories business where obviously <laughs> predominantly it's going to be women customers? But um, I think for me, because I would deal more of the back end kind of business operations, um, you know, so that's kind of more natural for me. Um, some stuff I don't necessarily love, but I, you know, maybe have the skill set. But what I probably love the most is kind of the ideas. So. I'd always be like, you know, over the years been like podcasts, blogs and stuff like a business and entrepreneurship and online marketing and stuff. So um, I'd always like coming up, okay, thinking up what would be a great idea here or, you know, um, I would do be doing our Facebook ads and things like that. So I kind of enjoy tinkering probably is, yeah. is a good word. <laughs> awesome. I'm, a, I'm the head tinkerer. <laughs> Chief tinkerer. tinkerer. <laughs> Unbelievable. And I suppose, like, how do you guys balance, this is a question I love to ask creatives, how do you balance the creativity, you've touched on a little bit, the creativity and the art with kind of the finances and the number crunching? Oh. Well, I think it, kind of going on to what we're talking about, it works out well, I think, for us, because 
that I would maybe do more the finances and and maybe the boring stuff. And then Rebecca can do the the creative stuff. So it works out really well that way because, you know, again, we can just play off each other's skill sets. Would you agree? Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. How I deal with it is I don't deal with it. (laughs) (laughs) I just stick to what what I do, which is more the creative end. Although at the start, it wasn't like that. You know, John had his own company whenever we started. And of course, we didn't know Lines and Current would turn out as it was so I was kind of doing a little bit of everything and bothering you a lot asking your opinion on everything and um yeah we just we have now we have the time and the luxury to do what we're each better at but obviously at the start at startups you you have to do what you're not good at sometimes and what you don't enjoy doing and that's definitely been part of the process to get to where we're at right Mm -hmm. I mean and and there's even aspects of all that finance that you maybe don't even love, but you still are having to do it until we can find other systems yeah. that work. Yeah, cool. And another seesaw sort of question. Uh, you guys have three kids, mm-hmm. as we know. Uh, how do you balance the startup business art artist life with, hey, I have family and I've got three kids? Yeah. Yeah, it's very, very tricky. Yeah, it's it's probably hard to find balance. Like Rebecca probably has more experience talking about this because she did a blog post on it a while back about yeah, balance. That's right. And it's basically like, you know, sometimes there just isn't balance. You know, there's seasons, you know, and so it's like you could have a season of working really hard, but then you're not forgetting that you obviously have other commitments or other things that you're not gonna neglect. Um so I think it's sometimes you're just trying to find that balance. Sometimes you're maybe missing opportunities. So um, but it isn't definitely is not easy for us because like some days we're pulling out our hair and thinking like what's going on because, um, you know, you're just trying to balance between the kids and work, but having this workspace has been really great for us because it enables us to kind of come here and then be in work mode. And, uh, it's also now that I'm having more time to work in lines and current, I'm also helping, you know, I'll take the kids more, whereas like say Monday and Tuesday, for example, Rebecca would be in here more often and just getting a solid day's work and I might be taking the kids, which is great. Then I get to spend time with them as well, which is, is yeah. works out, um, you know, in both ways. Um, yeah, we don't, we don't like, um, we don't make balance our God because we think like, we don't like strive for so, so, so much balance. Cause I just think it might not happen. And we have to be okay being imbalanced sometimes because just the pendulum is swinging. And like we um, worked really, really hard between January and June this year. And then we went away for six weeks. Nice. And the business like not only kind of happened, but it also grew while we were away. That's the dream, isn't it? And that is like for sure our biggest achievement so far, just to be able to leave our business. Um, of all our business achievements, not that there's been loads, but that <laughs> is our biggest achievement, just like not being here. And and for sure there wasn't, like that's not really a balanced, uh, the day-to-day in that isn't balanced. You're working really, really hard and then you're at like nothing really, apart from I like did a few Instagram posts and kind of enjoyed it. But um, that's the school calling. That's random. <laughs> oh, go ahead. We can pause it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, go for it. All good. All good. Um, let me jump in here. Uh, 
so yeah i mean on the on the topic of work-life balance and managing family you know kids interrupt stuff happens yes suppose how do you make time for each other this is a bit more of a personal question (laughs) there's a good one (laughs) yeah it's a funny one because you're around each other all the time but then it's a lot of it is in work mode so it's great to work together but then i you realize that like maybe because you realize you're around each other all the time you don't think that you need to make that personal time but um so that is kind of a a funny one but it um, is hard because we have a one-year-old you know it's not like um yeah he's not 18 and no he's going to uni (laughs) no no, and the others are eight and 11 so they're in a very different it's a very different parenting um scenario isn't it Mm -hmm. um yeah we're probably not the best at that (laughs) i mean yeah but i think the benefits of of this being an entrepreneur and working together we recognize outweigh outweigh the other parts that maybe we're not the best at yeah um yeah like during the day we'll maybe go out for coffee or something and we're like we'll even say like oh this is great that we can do this because most couples can't whether it's like work or kids or whatever so you know on one hand it's I mean, I think a lot of parents at our stage anyway, maybe it's harder to get out in the evening because you have to, you know, whatever, get a babysitter and things like that. But um, we do have those occasions that we're still, you know, our own bosses. So we can like go out for coffee or something, Yeah, which is great, you know. But we do actually work very um, on different things and we usually don't have to work together on those things. So I do enjoy my Mondays and Tuesdays here, which are long days and um for the most part i'm by myself joe would who processes the orders would be in for some of that um but for the most part we work separately and it just so happens that sometimes we're in the same room as each other Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah cool i remember what i was going to ask you now we we were talking about um kind of your biggest achievement in business and everything like that i wanted to ask just complete wild card and ask each of you separately what do you think the other person's greatest achievement is? Oh, uh, huh. That's a good question. What's your biggest achievement? Oh, I know. Your biggest achievement is setting up your business, which was amazing for the decade, and then having the guts to sell it on and and do this with me. Because, I mean, we have no security, really. We're just doing our best and uh, yeah i'm really i think that's awesome i'm really <laughs> proud of you for for doing that and I, whenever i told my friends that you were doing that they were like really you know <laughs> um is he really going to sell his business and do that so yeah i think that's been and that and that because you had the courage to do that i think and that's only we're only, only really a few months in to john working full-time with lines and current things have already taken momentum because your energy is now 100 percent instead of like this tension of like you know what i mean yeah and like with rebecca i would say what's clear in my mind is would be lines and current because it definitely was her idea from the start so um i'd say that's that's her biggest achievement even in in what i can see anyway definitely but to be honest like even though we love entrepreneurship and we really do like whenever we're not working we always end up talking about it because we just really it's like what we love but we're we really do just like um we're kind of family people 
and we just like being with our family and our kids and like our extended family and traveling to Canada and visiting John's side and that's kind of what it's about for us as well so yeah yeah awesome I just feel like I have to say that because the things that I'm proud of you for aren't always because of work it's a it's because of the of the freedom that that work's given and that's that's kind of what we're always chasing isn't it it's awesome it's moments like this i just wish i had video because just like you two like <laughs> locked eyes with each other and i felt like i was just like avenger disappearing in the background like boom it was amazing it's brilliant brilliant uh starting to land the plane here a wee bit um one of the stock questions that we always like to ask and i just get a real kick out of asking so i'll ask it to you separately is if you could take anyone from northern ireland dead or alive out for coffee who would you take and why this is always a question that just wrecks people oh yeah (laughs) oh it's so hard um i i might go out with my um i might go out with my art teacher you know awesome yeah yeah she was i don't know if, if maybe she'll she'll listen to this one day yeah she really was she gave my twin sister and i a lot of um encouragement and and yeah her unreal shout out to yeah teacher yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um that's a tough one um is C.S. Lewis from Belfast? He is indeed. <laughs> okay, yeah. I think I'd pick C.S. Lewis. <laughs> Unreal. Pick his brain. That would probably be a, a good... Uh, what are some questions you would ask him? All the Canadians oh would be goodness. so proud of you for taking him out. <laughs> uh, I, 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 would have, I haven't read any of his books recently, but years ago I would have been quite into them. I'm trying to think what I would ask. Um, I don't actually know what I would ask. I'd probably just ask about his life, really. Yeah. And... Um, because I wouldn't really know enough about his or remember enough about his books to ask specific questions. Yeah, yeah. So I would probably just pick his brain, like no, you know, just ask being about his, his life like story. That. Yeah, yeah, dude. If I could get C.S. Lewis on the show, I would. Yeah, well, disappear. Would I'd be yeah. so thrilled. Yeah, you wouldn't. Re- yeah, be class. Be a good interview. Um, another stock question is. So let me think. You moved to. I'm looking at John, by the way, listeners. I know this is hard. Uh, John, you moved to North Ireland. You said 16 years ago. 16 years ago. Yeah. yeah. So if you were able to take yourself out for coffee, kind of like 16-year-old younger John, and with this sage wisdom that you now have accumulated over these years, you've seen everything that's happened. You've, you know, you had a property business. You started Lines and Current. You've had three kids. Uh, what advice would you give that young guy? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I don't know, but I think like one thing that springs to mind is I remember uh, whenever Rebecca and I started going out, she's a Canadian uncle. And um, I think he had mentioned to my parents or something about like, you know, a long distance relationship, you know, just being like given caution and being and um, I now looking back, I can see why he's an international marriage as well. So I should I should mention that. Um, so that now makes sense to me because like even 16 years later don't do it you're still like <laughs> you're just like oh my goodness it's it is hard like because my family's in Canada and um even if we moved to Canada then Rebecca would be away from her family so there's no way of kind of unless you get all your family to move into yeah, one place that's the dream it's never it? going to work but um 
I, my family would often have said they were the least, um, they would have thought I was the least likely out of all our family to move away. And it was funny because I did that. And I think that I'm glad that I did because I just kind of, it definitely was a huge step for me, especially at a young age to move away. But it, I think it did me well in terms of like, I've always looked back and thought, I'm glad that I went with my instinct on that because it was taking a big gamble. And, you know, there's been a lot of good stuff out of that with all the kind of difficult things as well. So I don't know if that quite to, exactly like, answered the question. Okay. No, that's awesome. It's <laughs> so solid. And so, Rebecca, same sort of thing. You know, you, you're getting off the flight Ooh. to Canada and you're walking through and then at, I don't know, let's arrivals, like the current version of yourself is holding a sign that says, we need to talk. Yeah. And you oh, quickly goodness. go, I don't know what there is there, Starbucks or Tim Hortons maybe. That's so cliche. I'm so sorry. And No, you know, Tim Hortons is good. <laughs> you, yeah. pull, you, pull, you, know, you pull young Rebecca aside. What, what, would, what do you say there? Oh, you see, the reason why I have a hard time is because uh, answering this is because, you know, I just don't have loads of regrets or anything that I yeah, really want course. to change in the of last course. 20 years. So I would just say, and it's so cliche, but just like, don't sweat the small stuff and just mm. enjoy and keep going. And um, yeah, don't be afraid to give things a shot and evolve and keep going and keep going. Yeah, it's such a cliched answer, but it is because I just don't have um, like loads of things in my life that I wish was different. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Guys, thank you very much for coming on. Really appreciate it. Thanks thank for having you. us. It was fun. And good luck at good. Design Week tonight. Oh, yes. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's f really fun that John and I got to do this podcast together. And then tonight we're doing a talk together. And it's the first day we've oh, done yeah. anything together. This is the warm up. Yeah, Come this on. Is the warm up, <laughs> this so I need that. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks. See you later. Thanks. Absolutely lovely stuff. Rebecca and John, thank you very, very much for carving out time for me in your busy schedule. I know that you had a talk on a design week and it was really, really a pleasure to sit down with you and I really, really appreciate it. Thank you very much for listening and making it this far. If you would like to see a photo of Rebecca and John as well as check out their website, their social media, all that good stuff, you'll be able to click on the link in wherever you're listening to this show. It'll take you to a webpage where you'll be able to see photos and all the contact details that you could ever need. If you enjoyed our time together today, it's really simple to actually get notified for future shows. All you got to do is click on subscribe wherever you're listening, or you can sign up to our email newsletter as well at bestofbelfast.org. That's it. Thank you very much for listening. And I really hope that you have a great rest of your day, no matter what you get up to, and that this talk give you lots to think about and perhaps even lots to do. Cheers. Hello. My name is Simon Worthington and I am based in Port Stewart. I am the editor of Turf and Grain magazine, an independent magazine which is committed to sharing the stories, experiences and ideas of the people of Ireland. I listen to Best of Belfast because it does the same thing for Northern Ireland and it shows us all that Northern Ireland has a better story to tell than what is often represented in the mainstream media. My favourite episode is the episode with Ryan Crown. Um, Ryan is someone I know and someone whose amazing career I've followed quite closely over the years. I support the podcast financially just because it's really important for independent media to receive backing because it's a really important space within our society and this podcast is just doing a really amazing thing for Belfast, if I'm honest. If you've been on the fence about joining the Producers Club and would miss Best of Belfast if it wasn't here, I'd highly recommend considering joining it today. You can do that over at bestofbelfast.org and I look forward to chatting to you in the WhatsApp group soon.
Thanks.